What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the game plan, and it's the big one. Super Bowl breakdown show. We're going to talk bets on the game. We're going to talk about some player props, and we get some silly props in there with an all-star crew. As usual, I've got from the Sharp app, John Statsational, Alessia here with me. And from Rotowire, we've got the man with the plan, Alan Sislowski, player prop slash silly bet specialist. <laughs> and of course, myself, Kevin Allen. You guys know me as the geek. And we're going to break this all down. What's going on, uh, Sislowski? You should have named this the Sharp and the Square. You got John here. You got me here. It's the Sharp and the Square. Well, I thought I was the Square. No, you're 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 like um, triangular. You fit right in between the two. You you have square sides, but you still sharp points. Yes, I I I I'm a purposeful square. You're the Paul Lind of the group. You're the yeah. the center the center square. That's it. That's that's for right. the older. That's for our older listeners. Yeah. Paul Lind might even be older older than than me. Yeah, uh, Jim J. Bullock. Jim, Jim J. J. Bullock. There we go. Square. Yeah. There we go. Jim J. Bullock. Haven't heard that name in a while. But we <laughs> Jim J. Bullock. Of Jim J. Bullock reference. Oh my goodness. This your is 16, gonna be your 16 over crowd is going nuts right now. They're on the floor laughing. They're loving it. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, that's who watches this. Our our demographic is well, what was what what was the show San Francisco was, where they had the two, he had the two daughters and uh Ted Knight? What was the show? They were out. He was oh. the he was the art, he was the right the two hot daughters. Man, you've oh, lost me, bro. You're, you're going back Jim to Bullock. 19th. 1970s uh sitcom 1980s here. 1980s I, I do remember what you're saying but i can't remember it but of course i know it but i can't remember it but it you know what show. wasn't the bold and the beautiful right no 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 no, no, no this no. is a sitcom oh, i'll get it right i'll get it in one second here. all right so in the meantime we're talking uh too close for comfort too oh, close right, for comfort. Right, right. what was it too close for comfort was it? yes yes oh, yeah with monroe monroe that was jim yes. J. bullock was monroe yeah the center square all right, so bringing it back around here, we are talking Super Bowl bets, and and we got the 49ers at the Chiefs, the big game. Um, the Chiefs are currently, eh, depending on where you look, plus one and a half, plus two. Most of the books have it at plus two at the moment. It opened at plus three, and um, it has been bet down a little bit. So um, let's let's start with the baseline props for this game before we get into uh, or the the lines for this game before we get into props and silly stuff right the game uh, total set around 47 and a half so john representing the sharp app here um one of the great things we do at, at the sharp app is identify the sharp side and the square side of each bet and um what are you seeing for the super bowl right now i mean the the sharp side is clearly san francisco right now so the sharps came in early on this one all of the square public money is coming in on kansas city i think it was pretty obvious it should be pretty obvious to even the uh even the the uh let's say newer betters out there that the market was going to come in on the whole on the kansas city side of this game now this is what happens in general now now you've got patrick mahomes so that kind of adds a little bit of a twist usually a mahomes is going to be a favorite um and but what happens is it happens in the Super Bowl. It happens and you see it in the NCAA tournament all the time. The team, it's always that underdog team, the team that people didn't expect to make it that always gets the, the the majority of the money because people look at their wins as being more impressive than the team that was supposed to get theirs wins. And San Francisco, let's face it, they haven't looked that impressive in the playoffs, but they've been winning. But did Kansas City look all that great against Baltimore? It's just the fact that people 
thought Baltimore was going to win. Baltimore might be the best team. John, John. And that's why. You, you make a, I just want to, I don't mean to jump over here, but no. the, um, it looked, I mean, you just said it. San Francisco struggled on the road with Green Bay and with Detroit. And at home, Mahomes, at home. Yeah, at home. Sorry. Yeah. And Mahomes goes on the road and beats two of the best teams in the NFL. So you, you could say it's narrative, but it actually happened, right? I mean, this is how many times during the year that you guys on this podcast and every podcast say, eh, it's just not the year for the Chiefs. It's just not the year. And then they well, end they up just, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They just haven't looked that good until, you know, now they're getting a little bit better play. All of a sudden, Kelsey's woken up. That's really the difference. I mean, Kelsey, how many weeks was he just, de- I mean, you know, DFS-wise, he wasn't even getting double digits for us in, uh, like, for eight weeks. He was uh, he was just uh, not useful. And now, come the playoffs, he's, he's just awakened. So that's really been the key. Um, they're getting something from Rice. You know, they've got a running game with Pacheco. So, you know, the, the quarterback, we know what the quarterback is. That's what makes this one a little bit more difficult for me because it's a classic case of everything that I was saying earlier where the value is definitely on the San Francisco side of this game, but it's Mahomes is just the X factor. And that's the difference here. If this was not Mahomes, if this was another quarterback, I would say I'm, I definitely love San Francisco, but Mahomes gives you pause. You, you are not getting rich betting against Mahomes. So the public is definitely going to be on Mahomes. They are already the sharp betters are on San Francisco. I'm leaning the San Francisco side. I already put it out because it's the Super Bowl, but it's not a game I love. Uh, but I think the sharper side, if you want to bet with the sharps, you're going to be on the San Francisco side of this game. All right. Let, let me let me step in here because um, in this case, fuck the sharps. I'm going like this. This game absolutely reminds me of so many of especially the earlier Patriots Super Bowls where the Patriots team always kind of looked like the less good team on paper. The, there was talent on the other side and everything looked good. And it was always the sharp side against them. But. That Brady intangible would come through in the Super Bowl and they would win the game. So if you ever got Brady, think about just Brady ever as an underdog. He's getting points, Brady. When are you nuts? That was always the bet to take the Brady side of it, and that's why I think the squares are correct. I think everything about the Mahomes narrative is true. They have stepped up in the playoffs. They've looked like a different team. Travis Kelsey, all of a sudden, he's like, all right. T Swiss. It's the playoffs. I need my I need my life force. We're gonna hold off until after the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden he has become the Travis Kelsey of old. Is he right? abstaining like boxers used to do? Yes, for the hundred percent. Hundred percent. listen, T Swiss, love, love Tail Swift, whatever, not not on the hate train, but she's like a succubus, you know. She's sucking your life energy out of you. And even if it's just like the aura, the persona. She's hanging out with Brittany Mahomes. Now, now Pat Mahomes is getting a little of the, he's getting a little of the energy sucked away. They're going out. Bradley Cooper's there. Blake Lively's out. She's like, Blake Lively's downstairs. She wants to hang out. All of that has sucked the energy out of this team during the regular season, but who cares? It's the playoffs. They serious up. And I mean, you cannot deny, and no one will deny that we're seeing vintage Travis Kelsey for three, and we will continue to see that in this game. Yeah, they're they're I'll be quick here because you guys mostly covered it here that look, it's um there's a reason we're gonna we're calling him baby goat, right? Patrick Mahomes, because he is if he wins this one, he's well on the path to get eight, because that's what he needs to break Brady's uh record. Seven, you know, just get him right there. Um and it's uh it's like this this really is a fifty fifty game because John said 
San Francisco is the better team. He's right. Just like last week, the smart money was on Baltimore, but when there's two minutes left and Patrick Mahomes has the ball down one score, you feel like an idiot. Whereas if you're on the other side and San Francisco is down four points, needs a touchdown to score, and it's Brock Purdy, you're like, eh, we'll see what happens. So that's really, it's a 50-50 game, and in a 50-50 game, you want to take the points. But I'll say this again last time, the smart money, I don't call it sharp because it, the logical bet is on San Francisco. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I'm going to throw out there how I cho- chose to bet this game as I hate losing. Um, so with, with everything that was said here, and I'll, I'm going to throw in another statistic for these two teams. Both of these two teams, for the most part, they're in close games. They've been in close games all playoffs. And I, I think that continues here. Meaning, if we want the can't lose side of this, and I listen, saying can't lose is a little bit lame on a betting show, but I don't care. If you want the can't lose side of this, what I'm looking to do is add a few points to the Chiefs here. So the Chiefs are sitting at plus two, plus one and a half, depending on the book. If I'm adding a couple of points to their score, I feel really confident if I'm getting Chiefs plus four and a half here. I think this game comes down to a field goal. If you get it to seven in a in a larger can't lose style parlay, um, that's the side that I'm looking to move. So in my bets where I'm parlaying up a couple of different um, scenarios, one of the first moves I'm doing is on, on the total is I'm looking to push the total beyond three and a half plus for the Chiefs. And even if I can get it to seven and still feel comfortable with that particular play. So those are the two um, key numbers for me that I'm looking to do. Most of my bets will include either a Chiefs plus three and a half, which will get, you know, I'll come in at minus 140. It's all right. Or even a Chiefs um, plus seven which will um, loosen up those odds. But I think it gets you that can't lose number um, on uh, not necessarily can't lose, but shouldn't lose number um, either way, regardless of which team wins it at the end. No sweat. What do you think? I I like it to get it. I like getting it up to seven and a half. I, I, I like that and then play it in some sort of a parlay with maybe another big favorite. Um, you know, you, one thing do not te- like, when we talk about teasers, do not tease the total at all. Just don't touch that. But I don't mind taking the alt line on the 49. Uh, I'm sorry, on the Chiefs up to the seven and a half. I'm good with that. And then maybe you could find a big uh, a big favorite bet that you like that with and, and parlay. John, why, Even if it's not in this game, maybe if it's in, a, in, in another game Sunday. Why don't tease the total? What's the, the reason well, for that? When you look at a distribution on totals, right, you, you've got the uh, the, the games – the totals don't. The totals have a a a, uh, a wider distribution, right? They can, you can hit a much much uh, wider spread on the distribution. So the the value of those points is not as as great as the value is moving a line. Like more football games are going to be decided within seven points than seven points necessarily of where the total is. Like so, this total can finish. Uh, there's a greater likelihood of this of this total finishing 20 points away from where it's posted than there is the the game being 20 points away from where. John, let me throw something in there with posted. that. Yeah, I, now I have a question specific to that. All right, the total versus the um. So the the total in this game is 47 and a half points, right? And you said don't tease, and 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 I agree with that because the teaser is a set. Uh, when you actually use a teaser, it's like six points, right? There's a set number of points, and there's a set um, there's a set odds for that happening. And when you choose to use those six points on the total, you're getting less impact per point than you do on the spread. But 
let's throw the teaser out and let's use alt lines. Listen, we are in the days of modernity. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay? It is now. It is not, you know, my bookie coming into the office on on Friday with the sheet going around. You know what I mean? This is this is today where we have beautiful apps that we can adjust the total. So what if so do you feel the same about, let's say, looking at this total and just hitting the alt line over 40? And is that, you know, it, it is the are the odds for that adjusted? No, properly? It's, the, it, it's the same sort of it's the same sort of thing. So I don't like I don't necessarily like doing the adjusted uh, taking an alt line on that total. I, I don't mind it. As a matter of fact, I encourage it on the spreads. Um, I particularly, I mean, you know, we, when we do the game plan during the week, a lot of times I like to take it the plus money. I do the old, you know, that old pizza bet sort of thing. I like it when you like a team, uh, especially when I like a dog. I love laying, you know, if I like a dog here, uh, I don't mind laying some points. So I don't even mind that here. If you like Kansas City, go ahead and lay three points. Like take that, take the, take a minus three. Um, on that line, and then get yourself some plus uh, some plus money on the on the bet. I don't mind that much at all, as as opposed to taking them on the uh, on the money line, which you may be apt to yeah. do. So I don't mind that if you like them, but I, I would stay away from the alt line on totals in general. Same thing, you know. I know we're not talking about other sports, but basketball people start teasing totals in basketball. There's like you know NBA, it's 235 point totals, like that's six points. Just me. It just logically should, or whatever the alt lines are, you know, you could be alt lining three points or whatever. Like, why would you ever do that? Like what that three points, four points, 10 points doesn't mean nearly as much as it does. Now they, they account for that. The, the, the odds are different, but if you, if you 38, I want to say about 38% of NFL games end in between, um, between the three and the seven. For the record guys, the um, Kansas city minus three is plus one fifty four. Kansas City minus the hook also three and a half is plus 174. So if you think that Kansas City can, you know, cover the field goal, uh, you get in plus odds. I mean, that's that feels like a pretty good bet. I, I think I like that much better than taking Kansas City plus two. Like I to me, you know, uh, we'll, we'll look we'll look like idiots when when this is, a you know, when San Francisco kicks that field goal to win. But, you know, I'll take my chances that they'll cover three points if I like Kansas City as opposed to taking the plus yeah. two. I, I wouldn't Sorry, quite go man. there, but I think um the move here is I would I would at, at most go again. This game is finishing close. I would at most go if you think KC's gonna win, you could just minus one it. I don't think I'd lay the three because that is asking for some serious trouble. Your team wins and you still lose. Can't deal with that. Can't handle it. My psyche can't handle it. My emotions can't handle it. Nothing. None of it can handle it. You don't um, want to get do you know do you know what the Mahomes record is against the spread as a dog? It hasn't happened all that often, obviously. I'm gonna guess it's six and zero. You're close. Five, five and one. He is seven, one and one as a dog. Yeah. Don't right. bet against so, the home as a dog. Yeah, it's pretty tough. It's tough. By the to way, go back to Brady's dog. career. Uh, this, this is the well. Same Brady, thing. I always Brady was a blind bet as a dog. It didn't happen often, obviously, saying. with him either. But you blind bet Brady as a dog, um, and you know Mahomes is in a pretty good spot here. Uh, like hey, I guys, said, I'm still I'm still on that sharp side, but. One of the things, and I'm curious of your opinion on this. Um, I, I like the live betting. So let's say, for example, that I'm a Kansas, you know, I'm thinking about Kansas City here, and San Francisco scores on that first drive. So it's seven nothing San Francisco. I'm guessing the line moves about what four points in Kansas City's favor, maybe even a full six. Um, and if I'm going to get Kansas City plus eight and a half at even money or minus one ten at that point. Does that and you and you're like in the first 
seven minutes of the first quarter with plenty of time to play. Do you think that's a, a good way to do it? Yes. I, I, what you want to do is watch this game. If if I'm live, when I'm live betting, not if. The minute the line shifts for any team more than more than that three, I'm taking the plus. So San Francisco comes out. They score a touchdown on their first drive. It's now San Francisco instead of uh, uh, 49ers uh, at this point is now minus six, right? They scored. They moved from minus two to minus five or minus six. It might, yeah, probably six, six and a half, right, John? It, yeah, may, yeah, maybe a little less. Yeah. It won't be a touchdown. You hammer no. Chiefs there plus six, you just take it. The game, so the the way I would play the live, and then I want to get into some of the matchup stuff here uh, so we can get into some player props, but the way I would play the live is the second one team scores and that line moves beyond plus three to either side. You're hammering the other side of it. Expect a close finish, and then you could kind of middle this on both sides as the game goes along. So that, that's how I would do it. I, here's the problem. So the that is pretty much how most people play. Most people play live as the as the they they do they try to take the team that's going to be uh, the underdog there. They're never going to take no one. No one live bets San Francisco in that situation. Um, so. Because of it, it's real one. It's really hard to price these to price the live um, in real time because you just don't have that much time to price it. Uh, we'll be doing that on on the Sharp app. We'll we'll we're gonna have uh, live pricing. So you're saying you get bad odds because they know it's yeah. all, the money's only going one way. Exactly. Okay. They they kind of so it does get skewed a little bit. And in the Super Bowl, that's going to be a, a, a very popular bet. So you do have to be careful there. The one I don't do a lot of live betting. Uh, the one live bet I liked last week or a week and a half ago was San Francisco when they were down. Um, I wanted to, I did like Baltimore too. I didn't bet either one of them, but uh, obviously the San Francisco one would, would have worked out now. And the Baltimore game, look, you know, we're talking about Mahomes and, 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 and how well, you know, they beat some uh, pretty good teams obviously on the road, but I mean, they're a fumble on the goal line away from not being here potentially. I mean that, that, you know, it's, it's that tight and San Francisco obviously could have lost either one of the games that they played. So, um, so yeah, I do think this is going to be a tight game. We're going to get into more bet. Do, do you want to talk about? I, I actually one sort of uh, regular bet. The first half under, I kind of like in this game. I don't know what your your opinions are. The Super Bowls have tend they tend to start slow. There's obviously this week is just a lot of distraction for players. You've got a uh, you're not a rookie quarterback, but a rookie in this situation in uh, in Mahomes. I mean, we've seen Brady in this spot a million times. Even they have started off kind of slow, and a lot of I think uh, over the last seventeen seasons, the the under is like eleven and six for the first half. Um, we've hit like I think four or five out of the last six years have hit the under in the first half. Last year went over, but it was like a we were on a four or five game uh, stretch there where the under in the first half hit. I think you know on occasion Kansas City can start slow. You've got that Kansas City defense which I think is, uh, you know, the, the Kansas City defense and the offense for uh, for San Francisco, the two best units probably on the field. Um, I, and I think with San Francisco's offense being their strength right now, with a quarterback who I expect to start slow to be a little bit nervous against that defense, I think the under in the first half is, is going to be good, 23 and a half. Can you also just take first drive punt, which is a plus one thirty for both teams, or first drive field goal, which is plus three twenty for both teams? That's a trick. Yeah, I don't mind plus one thirty on the punt and uh, plus for first yeah. drive. 
Yeah, for, and you could do it team specific. I, love I like. Say, yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pile on John to your um, first half under for a different reason. We've seen um, over the past multiple seasons, teams coming off a of bye tend to start slow, right? There's something, in, and even it happened in the playoffs where um, the 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 bye teams tend to actually not cover or or play to the under in that first week in the playoffs. There's something about having a week off in football, and then you pile on all the hullabaloo around a Super Bowl game that tends to just throw the timing a little bit, just a little bit of that sort of a chem team chemistry stuff off for a little bit early in the game. They're, they're not situated yet. It's a big moment. The crowd's going crazy. The Super Bowl, all of that pressure. Combined with the fact they haven't played in a, in a minute, you know, that week off, it's not the same practice schedule that you normally have. So I really like it for that reason. It it really it coincides with some trends that have existed for a long time in terms of teams coming off a bye and sort of playing poorly or taking a while to get up to speed, which I think is that I was blaming a lot of, you know, the the the, the San Francisco struggles against the Packers on that. Um, and they come back in the second half. They look much better. So uh, I, I like that concept, um, which is interesting because I also happen to love the overs in this game, but I want to talk a little bit about how these two teams play. By the I, way, I, isn't that mean experience by the way matters, right? Because you would say if you, if you believe that there's going to be jitters because it's an unfamiliar experience, doesn't that completely favor Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the chiefs versus, well, you know, I mean, some it's of the not other guys San Francisco are not exactly not experienced in Brock Super Purdy the quarterback is in, is in experience. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely favors Mahomes. I think, you know, we've, uh, that's what I've thought from the beginning that like Mahomes, being Mahomes, the Brady of our era in the Super Bowl, he's going to be more comfortable than every other quarterback that gets there because he's there more frequently and and he's just that guy, right? So, yep. um, yeah, that does matter. And again, that's why I'm I'm definitely personally leaning to the can Chiefs I, here. Can I make a request for this next subject that we're going to talk about, or unless you had an agenda? I think this perfectly aligns with MVP guys, and um, you know, because you've always heard. You know, if you think this team's going to win, just bet this quarterback for MVP. You get better odds. That may not apply if you're thinking about the San Francisco side. I I like. Yeah, where you want to. Yeah, I, that, I I was just looking at that odds. I kind of like McCaffrey more if you like San Francisco than I do Purdy. Um, plus four forty so or something like that for McCaffrey. Like four seventy five. I saw I think on uh, okay. on DraftKings earlier. And so if you like the San Francisco side, I think. I mean, I guess we, we could get into kind of where we think the game's going to go, but I think, especially early in this game, I I think San Francisco relies heavily on the run because of that. Let's ease Purdy into this game. It, it lends to my under in the first half that I like. So I think we get a heavy, heavy deal. I mean, if you're coaching San Francisco, I mean, how would you do it? I mean, I, I would be looking heavily towards McCaffrey myself. I mean, that's the guy. If you could get him rolling, this whole offense is going to is going to start flowing. Well, what is what is McCaffrey need to do to win the MVP? Of course, well, two touch, two rushing touchdowns, maybe a receiving touchdown to go with it. Team Rocker. needs to win first of all. Right? Yeah, right. I mean, that's a given. What Goes without saying. Um, yeah, he needs to he needs to score at least twice. Right, at least. Have so, ten catches well, for depends, seven. Depends on this. It depends on the score of the game, right? So if it's low scoring game, maybe he just needs that one touchdown. If it's a high scoring game, he might need three touchdowns. Right. So. He needs the one touchdown to win it at the end. Or that. Yeah. Right. 
and and probably a, a crazy play. What's what are the uh, McCaffrey odds? You said plus four eighty, four seventy five, right? Yep. Okay. And um, my colleague over at Rotowire, Jim Coventry, he he actually made a really good reference. He said this is probably going to, and it goes with what you just said about what the game plan could be. That McCaffrey might see a, a old school Carolina Panthers workload, thirty plus touches. I I could easily, and that's see, so that goes back to we didn't bring it up yet. We didn't get into the props, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about Eli Mitchell. And we were talking about that before we went on the air, and that's sort of what's leading me to believe because the Eli Mitchell prop of one and a half. Uh, I guess we'll jump into it, but one, one and a half touches, attempts, attempts, yeah, attempts rush, rush attempts is plus money. And he's hit that in, we have in the, on the sharp app, we've got Here, the uh, optimizer in his last 15, it's hit 14 times. And I'm like, boy, that's an unusual plus money to touch the ball twice, basically to get two rushing attempts. I mean, he uh, something got... that he has been doing, he's done it in the playoffs. And so that just leads me to believe the market kind of thinks that this is going to be re- like, it's last game of the year. It's all McCaffrey. Yep. There's no reason to rest him, right? And he would have gotten, Eli Mitchell would have gotten zero touches in the last game had McCaffrey not landed on his head or his shoulder. It just, and obviously he got the touchdown. That definitely would have been a McCaffrey touchdown. So, you know, it's an interesting bet in, in the perspective where like, you're like, hey, there's no reason for McCaffrey ever to come out of the game, but it's also a bet um, fading injury optimism too, right? McCaffrey is going to get 30 touches, right? So that means he has a higher chance to get injured for a player too, which means guess who gets a carry? That's that's <laughs> how he gets in there. It's such a yeah. low number. Um, I mean, look, uh, look the last 15, he, this is hitting at a, uh, you know, it's plus 124 and hitting at a 93% rate. That is like, that is beyond unheard of for a player, um, even in the playoffs, even in the playoffs. So, but the, the reason that's happening is because this is a running back position. And I think even if you're right and they had no intention of putting Eli Mitchell in this game, you know, McCaffrey just kind of gets dinged up and boom. Yeah, it's one play. It's all it takes. Yeah. It's one or one play it's to a, get hurt. And you're talking one. about two carries in a row. And especially like John said, if it's in the first half where they're probably going to be a little more conservative, you might hit this prop by the end of the first quarter of McCaffrey the steps on a lineman's foot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to go back to the MVP discussion. I've got I've got one that's really interesting, and I want your take on it. So, you listen, plus four fifty, a little bit of juice on that McCaffrey potential one. Okay, I like it. But I've got one for you guys. Or seventy five for McCaffrey. Yeah, uh, plus four seventy. I've got one for you guys. Travis Kelsey scores twice, puts up over hundred yards, gets the MVP. Chiefs, and then, uh, Chiefs, and then win. has then has sex with Taylor Swift in the blue tent. Gets MVP sex with T Swizz after been holding off for weeks. You know what's up, succubus. Plus fourteen hundred, Travis Kelsey MVP. I mean, it seems like it probably should be hot. Well, here here's the case for a non quarterback getting MVP. Okay, so obviously for that to happen, it would have to be um, one of his touchdowns would presumably be a rushing touchdown, like an end around something like that, or a Philly special where he throws it into the end zone. Because if he has two touchdowns and Mahomes has three total. Uh, so here's the case is that you'd have to have Mahomes MVP fatigue. Cause he's won the last two. That's what right? I'm thinking. And then also John, I think you'll like this number geek. I told this to you is that four of the last 10 MVPs were not quarterbacks going back 10 years. So 40%, you know, everyone thinks it's automatic. It's, it's uh, that the quarterback will get the MVP. But if we go back to that, you know, Seattle Super Bowl a decade ago, you're looking at, he quickly rip off the last 10. 
you'll see Malcolm Smith, linebacker, Tom Brady, Von Miller, linebacker, Tom Brady, Nick Foles, Julian Edelman, wide receiver, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Cooper Cup two years ago, and then Mahomes. So four of the last 10 non-QBs. I'll tell you how Kelsey gets there. 150 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, you know, 10 eight, plus nine percent. catches, maybe yeah. 10 catches, two touchdowns. Yeah, the 125 plus. And for the conspiracy theorists out there, Kelsey fits. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, what, you know, so. this is 14 times your money. We're not betting on a likelihood of this happening. That's high. You're, this is a plus 1400 play. Taylor's going to be in the audience. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they, it's like. Hopefully, they could have maybe. Taylor Swift there while he's hoisting up the MVP trophy. I mean, this this plays right into what the NFL would love to do. Sp- so. Sponsored by Pfizer, the whole thing. That's yes. it, man. We're, He'll get two jabs. Right, <laughs> right. right after get, the game. I like that. Kelsey celebrating with a needle hanging out of his arm. Yeah, double jab, uh, <laughs> booster, and then they're also, yes, totally. Remember, that would wait, be- wait, 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 wait. I got a great one. When Kelsey wins the, the, the uh, MVP, sponsored by Pfizer. You know how they used to say, I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Di-. You know how that? Now he's going to be like, I'm getting my COVID shot. I'm getting a COVID shot. I'm getting a COVID. You know how they used to do those? Like they pay him $20 like million. Dollars to, where, who was the first? You just won the Super Bowl. Who was, who was the, the first to ever do that? Um, I'm going to guess. Was it Joe Montana? That's a great no. guess. Okay. No, what year guess. was it? If you tell me what year. Well, if I tell you the year, then it's well, I'm not going to look Is it the, uh, okay. the 80s? It's is the it 80s. Early, it's the 80s. Yeah. Early 80s? Or is it like 80s? Yeah. Early? Okay. So, Dan Marino? No, he didn't, no, he didn't win won. a Super Bowl. Um, I, it L- wasn't LA? Joe Montana? Elway? No. It no. was Phil Simms. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Of course, 1986. Right. Yep. I love it. Um, good, good stuff. All right. All right. I want to talk a little bit about how these two teams play defense. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We didn't get John's MVP. Oh, I like, I like the McCaffrey bet. Yeah. Okay. I like right. that McCaffrey bet. Right. Can we just take but, chalk? But I don't mind throwing a little, I don't mind. I, I would sprinkle some on the Kelsey just, just okay. because I think I, I would, I would fade both quarterbacks here and I would go McCaffrey and I would take a bet on uh, Kelsey as well. And I think not- you've got it. You've got a shot at the defense and it would be a defensive player from, Kansas City as well. Uh if if we get so I but the picking which defensive player is just next to yeah. impossible. So I wouldn't, you know, uh there might be some all bets on like uh is there like a defensive MVP bet? Something like yeah. that. Well, how about this? How about uh well there's the Chase Young at twenty thousand plus twenty thousand? Yeah, no, I wouldn't <laughs> no, not him. Tra- I, I I no. It's gonna not be him. someone who score it'd have to be someone who scores on defensive no. more than right. more than like when you're looking at these two teams, it's Bosa or Jones. Those are the two yeah, Just I wouldn't take that. Or, I wouldn't take that. I'd, plus eight thousand. Um, geek. The you other get the unusual defensive back. You know, get the Larry Brown. Uh, mm. Was it Larry Brown? Not Brown. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. Exceptions return. No, Dallas uh, back in the yeah. day uh, oh. against Pittsburgh when he picked off uh, Neil O'Donnell a couple of times. It was Brown, right? I can't think of his first name. But, so yeah, the other, you get the other... one of those. The, the last one that I, I'm going to put a little bit on is in the same vein as Travis Kelsey, guys, is the plus 2,000 on Debo because he could score the rushing touchdowns instead of McCaffrey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he could he could score twice. I think it's two touchdowns. But one of them could be rushing, and it doesn't yeah. go, you know. So he that's could get why. the rushing touchdown. Yeah, normal, but, uh, you know, normal in game the of- in the 40s or more points, you're going to probably need two touchdowns. Most definitely, you're going to need two touchdowns, unless it's a remarkable play to win the game at the end, something like that. Absolutely. Um, all right. Um, 
All right, so let's get into a little bit about how these teams are going to play, and we can talk a little bit of player props because I do like a lot of props in this game. Um, I, I I think it's just important to note how these these two teams are kind of polar opposite in the way they play defense, and you know, be it as it is, it is. It's important to understand it. So the Chiefs are mostly going to play man coverage. They're mostly going to man up, um, and when you look at the 49ers, the players that do best again, this doesn't mean all that much, but the players that do best against man coverage, Ayuk is definitely up there. Uh, I think he sees 23% more targets against man than zone. And George Kittle has excelled in um, in this type of game environment as well against man coverage. They're the pair that um, of pass catchers, not shocking, that do the best against man coverage. On the flip side, the 49ers play almost exclusively zone defense, which um, very much favors the two players that Mahomes likes to throw to. Uh, the top one being Kelsey. Kelsey is a beast uh, against the zone. It's been his whole career. The numbers are staggering um, in that regard. And secondarily, it is Rishi Rice who operates in the middle and has done really well against the zone. So like what they do, they're going to be doing more of it on the on the chief side it, it, it plays perfectly into the way that they want to play. And the 49ers, um, again, you're always trying to figure out between that uh, trio or or quadru- quadruple of playmakers on that team, where's where is the football going to go? Well, you know, it does favor uh, Ayuk a little bit here and Kittle more than Debo, who tends to do better, um, you know, in, in a different environment. So I think those things are an important backdrop. Any thoughts to any of that stuff? You guys worried about yeah, well, Ayuk, I, John? I, about Ayuk yeah. against Sneed? I, I'm more worried. The, the thing that worries me is the reason that they play man is because they blitz. Like Spagnola likes to bring, bring pressure. So now it's not, obviously, they're going to have two weeks to prepare for that. That's going to be the key is how well they handle the, the pressure. So um, I love uh, Shanahan as a play caller. I think probably the best in the game. So I, you know, he'll be prepared for that. It's just a matter of if Purdy's going to execute. If Purdy executes, I don't, I'm not worried about Ayuk there. Uh, I, I think, you know, if they could pick up the blitzes, they'll have something for him. They're gonna, they're gonna do some things there to kind of slow down the blitz. And I think that's where McCaffrey becomes a bigger factor. Again, everything for me just comes back to McCaffrey, and I think he becomes a factor in the passing game and in the the running game to slow down the pressure that Kansas City is going to put on them. So. Uh, I, I've had full confidence in all of the the uh, weapons that San Francisco has, but I think to win this game, it's got to just be a heavy dose of McCaffrey. I think that's the way they do it and, and limit the amount of passing that Purdy does. Let's let's take the ball out of his hands. Let's give him easy throws, quick throws, so see quick passes and screens to try to slow down the pass rush. Yeah, I'm a little more concerned that Snead is an elite cornerback that could take out um, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle's a little banged up, which is why, you know, I alluded to that Debo Samuel big game. And obviously I think we all agree. The universe agrees about, uh, Christian McCaffrey here. So, um, the, you know, I, by the way, just fast forward ahead. I think the chiefs are going to win this game and I think it's not even going to be close. That's, I mean, again, you know, that's why I'm looking at some of those alternate lines. Ooh. So I could be, you know, anything that I'm saying, oh, I think, I think, I think it's based in that lens that I think it's going to be one of those things where we're just like, oh my God, Mahomes is no longer the baby goat. He's the equal goat. I, I like it. Um, and uh, let's, let's take that and let's carry it over to some 
player props that we may or may not like for this week. Um, and I like that theory. Uh, I think we've heard a couple things. First, you know, McCaffrey heavy dosage, right? Um, Alan, you're talking about Chiefs win and they win comfortably, which that's bold. I think that's bold because I think I do think Chiefs win as well, but I think it's a close game. But um, Chiefs comfortable win. I, I I like the boldness of it. Geek, so talk geek, geek. When you talk when you talk about these props, I think, and you guys are all pretty much immersed in the Twitter sphere and in social media. I mean, the one prop that I think anyone I ask what you like. And I'm I have no idea, but usually, you know, fade the public, that kind of narrative. Everyone loves the Isaiah Pacheco over stuff over like 68 or whatever it is. So if you guys can just let me know if that is um, just take the easy money because all the concentration is on Travis Kelsey and Mahomes this week. So did they forget about Isaiah Pacheco? Because literally 80 percent of, of analysts, gambling pros um, said Isaiah Pacheco over on yardage. Well, I think. I think what you're going to see is Pacheco very much um, the the mainstay of this offense. Uh, in other words, I don't think you're going to see anybody else out there. We haven't really seen anybody else. As far as the as far as that over, I mean, one thing I can tell you is he has been hitting overs uh, of that number in the playoffs here. So if we look at the recent, you know, effect, effectively the playoff run. Um, he's been hitting those overs. And I think the reason why the squares are on this and I'm, I'm not on this play, <clears throat> but I think why the public is on it is because the expectation is up against San Francisco, you run the football, right? They have not been as good versus the run in the past this year. And so you're getting a little bit of that. Um, our model doesn't love it at all. Um, we've got, we've got that number, the 67 and a half total as the correct number. So we're not seeing, uh, you know, the the sharp model is not seeing value in betting the over on Pacheco. Yeah, I don't. All. I didn't like it. I just based on what everyone you know when you hear the consensus saying that they're so confident in that, I was like, I'm immediately skeptical. I, I know it, that's more narrative driven, John. It's a perception bet again because how many people in on Twitter and everything else, uh, whether it was the week before, uh, you know, Baltimore or or against Buffalo, where everyone's like, this guy runs. Like, you know, I mean, he runs so hard. I think Kelsey's quote was like, he runs like he's angry at the turf hmm. or something like that. And and when everyone's watching those games, like all the focus is on that game. Um, I think that kind of spread out like, man, you, he looks so hard to stop. And he does. But he's got to get the opportunities. I think 67. I think it's just a tough number. I, I don't necessarily like it to the under. But that's not going to be an easy one uh, necessarily to go over on. And with with Kelsey emerging now. Uh, back again, I think they're going to be much more reliant. And like like uh, Geek was saying about uh, playing zone, I, I I agree. I mean, Kelsey is just a killer against the zone. I think the focus will be there. Uh, the only way he gets there is if this game gets out of hand, and then they're just kind of pounding the ball with him in the second half. So I I would be leery on either side of that. But yeah, I agree with you. I hate when you know you're seeing the entire world come uh, bet. Or or like this uh, this over and it really hasn't moved the, the price at all. As a matter of fact, some books you could still get sixty six and a half. Right, let's get into some let's get into some props as we're talking that we like, not that um, that we necessarily don't like. Um, let's get into some that we like here, and and I'm going to go back to Kelsey. I've got a bunch written down here, but I'm going to go back to Kelsey as one of the ones I I really love. Kelsey, first of all, there there's multiples that I like with Kelsey. I think Kelsey scores a touchdown. That's plus one hundred. You get Kelsey anytime touchdown at plus one hundred. 
to me, that's almost a lock button in this game. That is uh, one of my favorite props to take. Um, he's scoring here. He's, just, he's getting in the end zone, maybe twice. I don't hate the Kelsey to score two touchdown prop, which uh, I you know, pull that up here. I, don't, I didn't put that number in front of me. But um, plus 100 Kelsey to score a touchdown to me, very comfortable, uh, very, very safe. Feels like it's going to happen. It's my first player prop for this breakdown. Yeah, I just I worry that they would just smother Kelsey knowing that's where they want to go. And then they're forced to, which is, you know, one of my long shot props is Noah Gray. Uh, you just pick your pick who you think the ancillary scrub is. You know, it could be Justin Watson. It could be anyone, you know. So that's I, I don't the think, only worry. Um, it's the only concern there is that they Kelsey's not the, you know, he's not what he used to be and that they just smother him. No, I'm, I'm so my narrative that I'm playing is Kelsey is what he used to be. He is fully back and there is no way they go through a game without him scoring a touchdown. Um, he is such a focal point. San Francisco uh, pass defense has been less good than we thought. They're not that great. They're not shutting anybody down in the playoffs. I don't think they have the, I don't think they have the, the horses to shut. Um, I like Kelsey over yardage as well, by the way, but I think the touchdown is actually more likely and a more comfortable play, even than the yardage over where his yardage total uh, I believe it's set at um, 60, 69 and a half. I'm comfortable with that one too, but I'm going for the touchdown plus 100. I think gets in the end zone. You know, I, I'm the ultimate buzzkill. I hate touchdown props because those are the, they're the most juiced, like the, the probability of it happening and, and what they give you on the terrible. I agree with you though. He's getting in the end zone in this game. I just don't know it. I just don't feel like I'm getting enough of a price on what there. Should to, be, to make the what bet. should it be, John? What should it be? The plus one hundred is it's great. What do you plus one hundred? Yeah, yeah. That's why I was I surprised, mean, man. I'm, I love it. Like, yeah. So obviously, bet, I mean, those are easy numbers to figure out, right? So he's he's basically yes or no, even right? money. Yeah. yeah, it's a yes. I mean, he's even money that he's going to score. Um, I'd have to go back and look, but they're generally taking on a prop like that because everyone's going to be betting it as well. It probably should be something like minus, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, plus uh, 140 or something like that would probably be plus 130. But you're just not used to You're like, well, you're never going to get. Yeah, you're never going to get. No, probably be one, plus 120 uh, would probably be the bet. Probably plus 120. I know it doesn't seem like a lot. Leave but, it to John to shit on my bet for 20 cents. Fucking Yeah, but 20 cents, on, 20 cents on plus 100 to plus 120 is a big deal. Um yeah, listen, it's the Super Bowl. Have some fun and and play some of these. Well, uh, let me no show doubt, Geek but. where it matters, right? Okay, so you say John's plus 120 to your plus, even money doesn't matter. What if it was minus 120? That's 20 cents off of where you think it should be. So if it was minus 120, you would say, oh, yeah, that is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be a big deal. But no, I love the 50-50 odds. I think he's got a greater than 50% chance of scoring uh, a touchdown in this game. I'm, I'm betting overs. I, I think you could parlay these things up. So I think there's other ways to make it work. Um, it could go with the um, – you could mix that in with, for example, like Mahomes to throw for over one-and-a-half touchdowns or even over two-and-a-half touchdowns. There are ways to sort of parlay that up, get get even less uh, – you know, ease some of the juice off of that, so to speak. But I think I'm taking it straight up. Um, I, I want to ask you guys about the McCaffrey anytime touchdown line. It's set at minus 225. Now you talk about laying some juice for a touchdown. That is some serious juice. I do think McCaffrey scores a touchdown or two in this game, but um, can you 
can you stomach laying minus 225 on that? I see it at minus 215 on DraftKings, but similar, similar, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, that's it's going to cost you to find out, right? I mean, it's, it's likely to happen, but you're paying for it. So if it doesn't happen, and let's just say you're a $50 unit better, it's going to cost you, man. It's going to cost you over a hundred dollars, you know, that, you're, that one's as unsexy as it gets. Yeah. No, I, I, I yeah. I, I kind of like where, where Alan was going on, you know, kind of looking at some of these lesser players, you're going to get one, you know, at least one's going to score. So kind of, who's got that, who's got the shot here. Um, is it, do you like chef? the Noah gray one? Because it's, uh, it's, I think it's first touchdown. Cause I like doing the first touchdown to get the better odds than any time. Uh, I believe first touchdown was plus three thousand. He's and you could also plus, bet uh, plus fifty five hundred on DraftKings. Well, oh, there you go. So it's even better. It's fifty five to one. Noah Gray. By the way, five targets for Noah Gray in the in the conference championship. Yep, he's going to be a great showdown turd um, that we'll be talking about on the showdown breakdown this week, where we're looking at the DFS angles. And just a reminder that it, we are, of course, separate separately doing a straight showdown breakdown to break down all the DFS angles for the big Super Bowl. DFS showdown right here on the DF Summer YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out um, as well. I would look towards the towards Kansas City for that turd touchdown if you're looking for the long shot more than I would would San Francisco. I think San Francisco just has more options um, that right. they're going to be like their main options are more like I think basically I, I mean it's going to be a lot harder for them to get out of that that McCaffrey Samuel Kittle Ayuk kind of uh, grouping and I think. You've got a better shot at finding someone outside of Kelsey or Pacheco who's going to score nice. uh, or Mahomes for for um, for Kansas City. So I like that. Looking at a Gray, Gray's not bad at fifty five hundred. I, I don't mind that. Or if you yeah. want to take yeah on the first time touchdown or, or take his any times. Uh, I don't mind that. Gray, one. the Gray anytime touchdown um, plus nine hundred nine. Yeah, nine nine he, to one. Not bad. The turd the turd touchdown. I like how you guys call it that. I had not heard that. I'm sure that's something that's uh, regular on your pods, but. The only turd touchdown that I think you can go with is the Kyle use check. Yep. Yes. Wait, he just brought me around to another one of my prop plays, but what, what is that number for use check? Oh, for use check. Anytime is 850. 850. And then, you know, again, I, I still think that first or last is the way to go because it more than triples. It's plus 4,000. So if you're going to do it, you might as well get the major, major payoff here. You put down 50 bucks, you go home with 2k in your, you know, in your pocket. I'm, yeah, use check anytime. Uh, it looks like, or or the first what? touchdown plus five thousand right. on uh, BetMGM here. Um, but that that actually does bring me around, Alan, to a uh, bet I just like again, just a straight bet. Um, is total receiving yards or or receptions? Like it works both for for use check, use check receptions or use check receiving yards. But over three and a half receiving yards for use check, effectively. Give him one one reception that goes forward. And he does tend to catch a pass. So that set it over three and a half receiving yards. Set it minus 135. I want to find his reception prop to compare it here and see. But um, I do already like over three and a half receiving yards for use check. He has uh, let, let me pull that up here. Let me let me pull that up here on screen. But use check has pretty much hit that number, you know. Every game during the playoffs, I I had been betting the Justin Watson, the wide receiver on the on the Kansas City Chiefs. The I've been betting Touchdown. the overs, but it I actually uh, I I was turned off to it last week. He did get his one catch, 
for 16 yards, but the number was 16 and a half. He had been averaging like 20 something yards per catch. But now with Kadarius Tony going to be there, Richie James is, you know, could be a factor. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, MVS has learned how to catch. Uh, I'm not going back to that. Well, again, the, um, but I, I do like what you're saying. I, I think that John said something interesting before that really applies to this is that it, they're going to go to their guys here. Right. And you're really, it's, I don't mind taking a little $5 shot here and there, but the, just let's try to find the value in, in the core players here. And, a lot of times just it's under, right? I mean, just betting sides in general was uh, under was the, the, the more fruitful bet this year. And obviously the Super Bowl, I think anyone that even betting for more than casually knows that they juice those things up a little bit. And get those unders going on the secondary names. So just going back to your, your initial thought, um, like Justin Watson, instead of kind of looking at him and saying, looking at that over, I mean, you kind of, or, or, Valdez Scantling, for example, his total, his his reception total or his yardage total set at 19 and a half. And we know with MVS, that's probably two catches. And this dude's not catching two passes a game most of the time. So um, you want to look at some unders. I would look at the secondary guys, especially from uh, Kansas City. I, like I said, the 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 initial breakdown that I had for this game with San Francisco running a lot of zone. That favors the uh, down-the-middle guys. It does not favor Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, it doesn't favor uh, Watson. And it definitely, I don't even know if these exist, but if I could get some unders on Mikol Hardman. Well, yeah, I I bet the Mikol Hardman a couple weeks ago. He's he's not even on the board anymore. because Yeah, they playing. pulled him from the board. Is there, he's not playing. Uh, like, I'm, I'm looking at unders. He got, for, one, he got one snap you, last week. You know what that, all, what that also uh, bodes poorly for is, is Mahomes rushing against a zone type of defense. Um, zone defense is going to be able to have everything in front of him. So his rushing yardage may be a good under. How about his, uh, John, how about his passing? It's 262 and a half right now. And he's gone under six of the last nine regular season games was under 262. And if we think that this is truly a conservative, Isaiah Pacheco is the head of the spear game plan under 262 seems like I said, it's hit bunch of times six of the last nine i like both quarterbacks to go under their passing number i like the purdy one a little bit more i think it's 249 and a half i like that one under a little bit more than mahomes but i like both uh to go under here's the the DraftKings numbers two of purdy's 246 and a half and mahomes is 261 and a half 246 and 261 you guys want to be mad i like both overs yeah yeah of I'm course you do overs <laughs> So and then, by the way, they're both evenly juiced at 115. Yeah, dude, I'm betting over on both of those. I think this game, like I said, John, I'm with you on the on the start slow. I think this game produces a lot of offense. And I think both of these quarterbacks play to the over. Our, our projection models agree. The projection models for the first time almost all season, it's rare that it ever likes an over on QB yardage. Um, the Sharp app, uh, you know, Proptimizer. We love the overs. We love the overs this week. I'm going to show you um, Mahomes here, total passing yards. Uh, we've got that one set at 287. Mm-hmm. I like the Purdy one even more, set at 276, projected uh, against a 246 number. Um, has this been hitting? Barely. Uh, not that it matters w- what it's been doing, but barely. Mahomes not been hitting this kind of number for the most part. Purdy has been sort of getting there. It's really close, though. I mean, look at the average yardage here is so spot on. 
Purdy's been hitting overs all year long against his projections. It's just been a, a trend with him um, that he's projected lower than usual. But uh, yeah, give me those overs, especially Brock Purdy over. I think this game is close. I think they're both driving the football at the end to score. I think the one team's driving, the next team's driving. I think we're going to get a lot of uh, uh, second half fireworks on offense potentially. So yeah, I'm going to lean overs on in, in those spots. And again, the unders I'd be looking at are, are secondary wide receivers, maybe uh, Valdez Scantling unders. Um, uh, I didn't, I wasn't able to find any of the really uh, sketchy players at unders at this point, but that's the way I'd be going looking at the main guys for each team, kind of just doing what you expect. I think one of the great things about the, uh, the Super Bowl is teams do what you think they, they normally do. Like they do what they do best. They bring it, you know, San Francisco is going to be running Christian McCaffrey a ton. That's their best guy. They're going to be throwing to the names that, you know, they love to throw to, uh, between, uh, Ayuk, Debo and, and, um, and, and, and focusing Christian McCaffrey. And the same thing's going to happen, I think, with the Chiefs. They're just going to lean heavy on Kelsey. Kelsey overs all day. Again, yardage, yes. Reception, six and a half. Fuck yeah. Now, you can't put this all in the same bet, but I like everything over on Kelsey and to score a touchdown. And then uh, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is currently sitting at um, 65 and a half receiving yards. We've got him projected for 85 receiving yards. That is enough of a gap to bet at minus 115. And and so those are those are the areas that I'm going to be focusing on and looking to create parlays off of um, as I build the parlays, just kind of mixing those those plays in. What do you guys think? Terrible uh, take. That's always. Terrible. <laughs> I just want to really want I'm against you. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you, you, you just don't go down with your second pitch, right? You just don't lose. So I think you have to uh, focus on the guys who are your best players. And I think that's what we're going to see here. So, and for sure, uh, you'll see that on the on the Kansas City side, where it's a little bit more narrow as to who their best uh, options are, which is why we like Kelsey so much. And I just think, it, it, to me, everything comes back to Christian McCaffrey. I think this is a he has a big game here. He has to, and and that's why I think the best the best bet on the passing yardage, I think, is that Purdy under. I think it's going – the only way he gets over is if McCaffrey gets like 50 yards, 60 yards receiving, something like that. But I think it's going to be a heavy dose of McCaffrey. Uh, even Debo in the running game. I like running I like running uh, yardage overs for San Francisco, and I like their passing yards under. The, those are the ones that I like. I'd be, I'm always looking for an excuse to, to, to bet some unders. So I think that's yep. the mindset you really need to look at yep. is everyone goes into when, – when I listen to – the, the guys on the radio and, and and all I mean you never hear anyone though they always rattle off like the five props of players that they think are going to do well well how come no one ever looks at the guys that they think are going to do poorly yeah nobody, nobody wants to sit there and root for it boring. right nobody wants to root for punts for, right yeah. yeah I don't want to root boring. for you know I don't want to root for Travis Kelsey to not catch any passes without right? looking so, I do, every, I do too but it's like you don't <laughs> want to you don't want to be betting on it like I don't mind betting on it but the average public is like Oh, God. you know, like hoping that they don't throw is I, for whatever reason, mentally, it's just much more exciting to hope they don't throw to your guy without looking. What do you think Kelsey to score two touchdowns is plus 450? It's 550. 
That's a good guess. Yeah, four, I, I like probably, it, and it should be eight. It should be like seven fifty or eight. Oh yeah, should yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know how hard it how is to score two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> you know hard that Kelsey is. Kelsey does it a lot. Yeah, but all the attention. A lot. On, yeah, I mean he does it. He gets. He's it had out. five touchdowns this year, Kelsey. Five oh, the whole had. year. All right. He, I think I feel like he scored two in a, in a playoff game. Or, 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 yeah. Five all year. yeah, it's hard to do, man. It's hard. Hey, by the way, with our with our last sort of segment here, do you want to talk a little bit nonsense props? I actually like these this year. Yeah, let's right. get into some. Let's get into some some of the silly props for this game. You know, um, and and take me through. It says last you're you're big into the nonsense props. Um, I'm looking. I, I know there's some there's some coin toss yeah, silly well, props out there. You know, I I can't imagine even. <laughs> Well, John pointed out that the coin toss is it's usually like minus 104. John had said it's even money. So that at least it's a it's a true 50-50 bet this year, right? Um, but if you just look at the history of the coin toss, uh, there's been 57 Super Bowls, 30 have gone tails, 27 have gone heads. So, you know, I mean it's it's it's, it's I don't know. Or or we want regression. We're going to full gambler's fallacy on this one. This is this is class. This is the whole reason that they put that board up at the roulette table. <laughs> yeah. This is for, the for like, yeah. I mean, there's been nine black in a row. There's no way another one hits. Run over there and play it. Well, tails was last year. So if okay. you believe in momentum, then it should yeah. be tails again, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely I, don't believe in momentum. I mean, you always hear that. I think there's a stronger tails cult out there, just like in roulette, there's a stronger bet on black cult, right? Would you agree that yeah, there's. there's there's also a theory that the the coin well they use a different coin too. There's a theory that it's slightly weighted like a real US quarter is slightly more weighted to the head side or something like mm. that so it fractionally flips heads I think. I I I think. Or would that mean that gravity pulls the heads down and it flips tails? Well you know? it, it, Yeah, oh that's a good point. Yeah, I forget which way it works, but there is a there is a uh, yeah, there is a some sort of logic that it, it fractionally flips the one side or the other. I all right. But we, we don't have to get too deep in that. What about the color of the Gatorade? What's going on with that? Purple, since it's the same color as the logo of the Super Bowl. Wait, I, I've got something on is that. The, is that the theory here? Oh, that was my theory. Here. That was my, I don't know. Okay. If that's well, you know, I believe it was purple for Kansas City last year. I think they, they were ah. purple. Okay. No, I think purple it's hit. been it's been blue the last two years. Um, well, no, I purple was last something year. on this. Oh, man. I, I, I did see something on this well, where it's purple been blue was last the last year. I looked it up in a row. So purple was last year. All right. So I'll give you the from 2001 to 2023. Orange has hit 21.7% of the time. Water clear, 17.4. Nothing, 17.4. Blue, 17.4. Then yellow, 13. Purple, 13. And red and pink has yet to hit. But right. Is it a lock button that they dump Gatorade? No, because none has hit yeah. four, four times since uh, water in the, in the 22 years. Uh, the previous what, what are the odds for nothing? Four. I think it's nothing. What's yeah. not now? Because I mean, I don't know. Does, did San Fran do it in the in the uh, championship game? Because uh, Kansas City's we, done it every time. We've spent too much time on that one. All right, um, uh, national anthem, guys. Reba McIntyre was it like eighty-two uh, seconds, something it's like that. Ninety seconds now. Ninety seconds. Okay, yeah. ninety. Yeah. The my again, I don't know if this is an edge, but I did hear and looked. I didn't watch the video yet, but she did sing the national anthem at a Dallas Cowboys game in 1999. Did you so, time it? No, it's on YouTube. You can go watch it. Just type in Reba McIntyre national anthem 1999, and you can actually watch the national Here, anthem. Here's what I read it. about this one the opening odds opened at 84 and a half seconds, and it has been bet up to 90. So what does that mean? The 84 was a low number at the opening. They bet it up. Maybe it's they saw this YouTube. 
Well, uh, it, no, it, it means that seconds. she. It means that she is a. Um, you know, in the Super Bowl, they tend to drag it out more, right? So if you look at what her past in, she's a quicker singer. I think she got it done in like sixty-seven seconds. I, I unless I have that wrong, you could check that video. But the Super Bowl, they tend to go, uh, 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 you know, like with well, the, the notes. She's not it, doing it that. It depends the it, it, genre of the artist, right? So, but. I mean, if we want to get technical, the the way it was written, it should be done in like maybe a minute. You know, it's it's really quick. So who there was a guy? I don't know if you guys are. I'm not a Ranger fan, but the guy who used to do it at the Rangers, I think he passed away. Used to do it for the Rangers was the best. Go look up 1994, the 1994 Stanley Cup Final Game Sevens, the best rendition of the national anthem. Who was it uh, of all time? I can't think of his name. He was the house. He used to do it. I was the uh, house for guy. the Rangers. Got it. I'm forgetting, he was more like an opera. Uh, type of guy, and I'm forgetting his name right now, but um, it's fantastic. Watch the game seven '94 Rangers uh, Stanley Cup. They need to have it's a rap rendition. guy do it, like a rapper rap this. We haven't rapper. really had, we haven't had anyone rap it. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I assume that would be coming. I've heard, I've heard electric guitar. I've, I've been there for like Zach Wild at that City Field did it one time, or Shea Stadium, I think it was at the time. Um, yeah, so we've heard all sorts of renditions, but man, that seems quick. Ninety, even ninety seconds seems kind of quick. I, I would I would just think the over. I'm but. taking unders on Reba. She's not going to drag that note. She ain't dragging it. She goes. She's, like old, she's older music. too, so yeah. You know, it might take when, her a little longer to to get it. No, out. No, no. When you're older, you the last thing you want to do is try to hold a note for a long time. Right. You're tired. By the way, very odd choice for the national anthem was Reba McIntyre. Right? That's a yeah, really. <laughs> it's very bizarre. I mean, like, how old is Reba McIntyre? I mean, I, I just even in her peak, Reba McIntyre was like someone that. People knew her name but didn't know any songs. So unless you oh, wait, like, wait, wait, uh, minus uh, plus two hundred odds. Can either of you guys name a Reba McIntyre song? No, zero. Oh, I mean, you might as well no. plus eight hundred. Plus five hundred odds. There's not a. There's not a chance. That's I know she's on that TV I show. I couldn't even begin. Reba. I wouldn't even know. I don't have anywhere to pull from to no. possibly name a Reba McIntyre. No, if I if I heard her song right now, I would not be able to identify it was her. Like if it was just playing in the background, I would never say is that Reba Reba McIntyre? Yeah. You know, I used my, to work my in my country um, my country knowledge is limited to you know, I, Johnny Cash, I, Willie Nelson. By the way, this whole this whole thing about singing the national anthem at sporting events, do you guys know when and how it started? No, it was, I don't. Let's say it's World War II. World War II. I was going to say yeah. World War II. Yeah, okay, you got it. Say. So it was yeah. obviously. I figure it's got to be some big national event. Right. Before that, like in the 20s, I mean, even before that, they did not sing the national anthem at sporting events. It, you know, it became like a 9-11 type event for its time. Right. And, you know, that's when it started. So it's like this weird. Even when I, I told you, I referee high school basketball. I always am like dumbfounded that they do the national anthem. Like, what does that have to do with a basketball game? Right. It is. It is. I. I. We don't have a great national anthem when it comes to sports. Like, there's some other national anthems that get you pretty fired. Like, the UK. I remember when Lennox Lewis was fighting. One of the big fights Lennox Lewis had. Like, it was at the Garden. And when they play, they played both national anthems. And and like, the UK man. Everyone's just they get fired up. Like it's. Mm. It's. I don't know. It just for the most part, like the the U.S. national anthem just isn't as good a sporting event national to get you fired up. At least it does. Listen, the Whitney Houston one was the, the classic one at the Super Bowl, right? That oh, was the, I can't the stand the Whitney Houston one. I can't that stand was the it. one. Everyone loved and like everyone I got know. emotional Wait, for that. They one. play that one at a lot of the basketball games that I referee and it's so drawn oh, so out. Hear, hear it oh, it's too long. You know? All right. I, I just want to go on record as saying, I disagree with uh, both of you guys here. I, I want no association with your hatred 
of the national anthem at sporting events, I, I do get fired oh, up. National, yeah, national at, at sporting events. I, I like the national anthem. No, I like it. I but just I just don't. Like, don't... I, I, I would like a better. I would like a song for sporting events that gets you a little bit more fired up to start. We playing. got we got we got sports sporting songs too. Like you know, you go to UK, sure. They're 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 singing uh, you know the UK national anthem to start, and that's fine. God bless the Queen or whatever. God save the Queen. But then we get a little bit of like, uh, you know, they're they're crazy. Uh, I will so I will survive songs, and they're you know they're they're rowdy soccer hooligan sweet, songs. Sweet Caroline, yeah, a little Sweet Caroline. That's right. <laughs> uh, there's always like oh, they're always like yeah, you know, singing along with Peak. something or another. You go to. Uh, so yeah, give me some sweet Caroline. What? How did that take over? All right, oh, that's, that's and then so Cotton corny. Eye Joe at Yankee Stadium. It's like right, right. Cotton Eye Joe. That? No, that's like that, that one's definitely like fuck the Yankees. It's awful. Uh, do you um do you guys want to uh, wrap it up by doing a just lightning round? With your one prop that you haven't mentioned yet that you think might be interesting to anyone watching or consuming this video? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think let's get into. You, you want to do a a uh, just uh, any prop? You want to do a silly prop? Whatever you want, whatever is something that you're actually going to bet that people can, if people love to tail John, if they love to tail the geek, you know, if you want to tail me or fade us, just uh, the one that you haven't mentioned yet. That I'll you're... give you my, my can't lose oh, prop. Already your tail. All right, fade this one. Go ahead. I want to fade it. My can't lose prop. You're going to move Kansas City to plus seven and a half. You're going to parlay that with. McCaffrey and Kelsey anytime touchdowns. That's minus two twenty five, minus two fifteen on the on the McCaffrey touchdown. You're getting plus one hundred on the Kelsey touchdown, and we're gonna move the line for that third, just a little bit of juice there. Can't lose, and I think all three of those spots are gonna hit, and all so right. we get some juice. We get some juice, but Light low risk. Lightning round. All right, man. John, what's your what's the prop you want to give out people? All right, let me get, I'll give you the best that I, that I talked about. I really like that first half under bet, so I, I like that. Um, the Purdy under, which I gave out as well, the Purdy under the passing yardage. Um, I like that bet. And then the one that I sort of alluded to, and I'm I'm trying to say I'm going to bring it up right now, is the uh, is Mahomes. So I like that under 26 and a half rushing yardage on Mahomes. That's All one right. that we really didn't talk about. Fair enough. My the last one that I uh, actually made the bet on. I made it on Hard Rock though. I didn't make it on DraftKings. So I don't know what it is. It's no fourth down conversions at plus three hundred. And just a couple quick stats on it: Kansas City regular season, ten of twenty on fourth down conversions, two for three though in the playoffs, and San Francisco, um, seven for thirteen in the regular season, zero for one in the playoffs. It also plays into your they go conservative in the first half so you're really worrying about the second half so plus 300 no fourth down conversions love it i want to thank you alan sislowski from rotowire for being here with us he's crushing it on sirius satellite radio fantasy radio on the regular look for your content um on the podcast uh look up uh this is the worst plug I've ever gotten. Yeah, I, yeah I didn't plug yourself, uh, Alan. I didn't prep for the plug. Fo follow me on Twitter at Alan's Zlowski. Yeah. I post everything there. There, there we go. I didn't pre pre prep for the plug. You sound so professional on the radio. When, when I turn on the radio and and you're on, I'm like, man, Alan's like, it's like he went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting or something. <laughs> like, you're, you're fantastic. Dude, that, is, 
that first of all, thank you for saying that, right? And second of all, that is such a uh, northeast of the United States joke. <laughs> yeah, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. It's that was Joe like yeah, yeah, that that's a commercial that ran in the Northeast to like get people to go to broadcasting school. That was literally if when the days of regular radio, that was in every pod was the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So that's a great, great reference. But you right. do no, you are great on it. So I, and I do enjoy listening. I appreciate you guys so crushing it on the radio, and of course, John Statsational Alessia from the Sharp App, the head of all betting and 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 others and. Basically, strategy betting content maniac over there, crushing the bets, giving out your plays, John. Um, if you want to follow John and John's picks for this and every single game, and just just tell them, you sign up at Sharp App, uh, get in that Discord. John's giving out plays, of course, in the Discord. We've got prize picks and sleeper uh, picks going out there. The Proptimizer tool, crushing it. So Sharp App is actually running a special right now through the Super Bowl. Um, here, let me find that, but it is promo code. Let me put that up on screen here, but promo code SB or BG24, big game 24, gets you Sharp App Pro for $229 for the year. The Proptimizer tool, the, the Sharp Report, everything that you need to crush your bets. And of course, I am Kevin Allen from DFS Army. Check in the channel here. We'll be breaking down the showdown breakdown with Bobby Wow and the crew later in the week. Make sure to check that out. Again, thanks for being here, guys. Enjoy the game, and good luck, everybody. I hope all your bets smash.